0: Hey y'all, you tired of church teaching that just ain't right and it's kind of contrary to all God's word and such? Well, you need to know how to refute it. This here channel will help you out. We got answers. Welcome to Contended for Christ Apologetics, where old Danny Boy seeks to equip you with some tools that so you can go out and fight that good fight and really develop that there Christian faith. Now get after it, y'all. Hey, welcome back. Contending for Christ Apologetics. I'm excited and glad that you're here with us this evening or this morning or whenever you're really watching or listening to this podcast. i got to get used to uh, saying listening to the podcast because I've sort of put YouTube on the back burner for now, trying to get God's glory, God's truth out, more exposure through podcasts. So pardon me if you hear me talk a little bit about watching or seeing. I just, I'm old and I just got to get up with the technology and the times. I'm excited about today because today I have a great friend of mine, uh, Pastor Russ LaFleur from Carmel Baptist Church out of Mansfield, Louisiana. Russ, I just want to thank you for joining us today.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, brother. That's always a good time.
0: So today, what we're actually going to be talking about is if you know anything about C4C apologetics, a lot of what this ministry does is look into other religions. We look into other cults. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll find a lot of videos, a lot of information as far as Mormons, the ODS Church, as well as Jehovah Witnesses. I've got something in my back pocket with the uh, Christian Science, Church of Christian Science with Mary Baker Eddy that I'm working on. And then also there's a video out there about the World Mission Society Church of God, which was a Korean movement that they believed that Jesus Christ came back, like in the 70s or the 80s. But Pastor Russ has a, a religious organization that I haven't heard of uh, very frequently. So this is actually going to be talking about the Black Hebrew Israelites. The Black Hebrew Israelites. Russ, how did you come in contact with this religious organization?
1: Well, uh, during my senior year in high school, uh, here's a little backstory. Me and my one of my best friends uh, of all time, his name was, ironically, his name was Israel Mallory. <laughs> okay. uh, he, he was on the wrestling team with me, and uh, me and him were wrestling partners. That means we practiced together every day. Uh, well, um, after, after uh, school one year, during the summertime, we went to the wrestling camp at Pensacola Christian College in Pensacola, Florida. And while we were there, uh, the Holy Spirit really, uh, we felt just God impressing upon us to go into the ministry and that God was calling us uh, to go and attend college at PCC or Pensacola Christian College. Okay. And so we had both uh, had decided to go together and maybe per- perhaps pursue ministry and have a ministry together and kind of work side by side. We had like this idea like Paul and Barnabas, you know, we were all excited <laughs> and, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, So after high school, uh, we had both started on the enrollment process uh, Mm -hmm. to get into PCC. And again, uh, we were really uh, full speed ahead, uh, full momentum. We were both really excited to just get in there and serve the Lord. And Mm -hmm. uh, just before it was time to go uh, to college, uh, my friend Israel completely and totally flipped the script. Uh, He began saying things like that he, you know, he was an Israelite and that he wasn't going to go to this college anymore. And and a lot of it didn't make any sense to me. And he he told me that, you know, Jesus only came to save the Israelites and that black people are Israelite, just all this stuff. And and that's really when I first came in contact with with this idea and this belief uh, was somebody had gotten to my friend uh, through an online chat room and Hmm. really, you know, swayed his mind into that direction. So.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to find out. Is It sounded like he was very on fire and passionate for doing work in the ministry, but all of a sudden he took a complete left turn. So it was an online uh, chat room that really uh, got to him?
1: Yeah, so like in the late uh, late 90s, early 2000s, as uh, most people know, chat rooms were uh, were a big thing. And uh, mm-hmm. on one of those chat rooms, he had ran into a guy who was really indoctrinating him in this whole uh, Black Hebrew Israelite thing.
0: Oh, wow, that's... mm. Well, that's what we're here to talk about today. So I want to make sure that we point this out, too, okay? So just like all other religions, there are various sects and denominations within this religion as well, Black Hebrew Israelites. So, Russ, what I'd like to really focus on is the more extreme denominations. From my study and my research, it seems like these extreme Black Hebrew Israelites are very racially motivated they use a lot of profanity. They use a lot of fear and just terror and violence to go ahead and try to get their ideology out there on the streets. And from my understanding, they're really found in more uh, heavily populated areas. Is that true?
1: Yeah, they are uh, in, almost in every major city uh, across the United States, um, basically where the demographic is going to be mostly uh, African-American, uh, okay. Mexican, things like that, minorities. That's where they really focus on. Um, and they set up these little uh, camps and, and, and such in those areas.
0: Which would probably explain why I haven't really ran into them much because outside of being outside of DC, I haven't been around any very large uh, cities. But really, one of the th- founding passages that I believe they use is found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 68. And they believe this is sort of like a, correct me if I'm wrong, a founding. Of really them being found in Egypt and then coming to America, or whatever. But I want to read off verse sixty-eight, and it says, "And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you." Can you explain that passage and how is that sort of like foundational to the Black Hebrew Israelites?
1: Yeah, so this is one of the main verses that they go to to springboard off of when they're trying to get new recruits and uh kind of shepherd people into the fold so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um they they'll go they'll go to a you know a, a person of color, a minority, depending on which camp it is. Um some of them go after Mexicans, different different uh races of people, mm-hmm. but they'll they'll go they'll go to this passage or this scripture um and they'll say that when they'll say "And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships and, and they'll be very dogmatic and very loud and they'll say things like, well, what this is talking about is the, the, uh, the Atlantic slave trade and how the mm. African Americans were brought here in ships and right. that, you know, when you point out to them that, well, it says into Egypt, America's not Egypt, they'll, they'll pull out a dollar bill. And they'll show you the the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill. Oh, the
0: Illuminati symbol.
1: Yeah, and they'll be like, "See, you know, this it was symbolic for America," and and they'll say like, "Egypt is, uh, you know, is the house of bondage," and you know that's what Egypt means. And so what they do is they they go to this passage and they'll um, they'll they'll use Egypt as kind of like an allegory in. Yeah, or like a metaphor for America, but mm-hmm. then they'll look at the word ships and say, well, that's literal ships. So they <laughs> they don't really have a proper hermeneutic when it comes to translating or, or interpreting scripture. They they just pick and choose and twist scripture to believe, make it fit what they believe.
0: So they look at that verse specifically as far as the African slave trade, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, it also seems like they have a very interesting view as far as the Edomites are concerned. Now, reading in the Old Testament and really focusing on the book of Obadiah, God doesn't really have very many great things to say about the Edomites, but can you elaborate on some of their extreme views that some of the denominations hold as far as what they believe the Edomites are?
1: Right. So they believe that the Edomites are, and this is using their lingo, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll say things like, well, the Edomite is, you know, the so-called white man is the Edomite. And they'll they'll say that, you know, since the Edomites were descendants from Esau, um, that that proves that the Edomites that the Bible talks about are is the white man.
0: And how is that?
1: So they they look at Esau and they talk about how he was red. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, that, you know, and they'll show pictures of like a sunburnt white guy that just got back from the beach and stayed out in the sun too long, looked like a lobster. Mm they will show you a picture picture of him. And say, well see, he's red, you know, this is you know, this is what this is uh, referring to is right. you know, these Edomites.
0: So what is their view as far as like the end times are concerned with these Edomites or, or the white people? What what's the future for them?
1: Well, they believe that uh well the more extreme camps, I want to make sure that that we right. we make a distinction there, because not all not all black Hebrew Israelites believe the same way. Um but the more extreme uh Hebrew Israelites they they hold to the belief that all of the anybody that's not an Israelite is is going to become a slave to them in the millennium and in the kingdom.
0: And they get that out of the Bible.
1: Right, they get that out of the Old Testament, um certain passages where it it refers to, you know, the your oppressors and your enemies and all that. You know, licking the dust off your boots and just things like that.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, for a little bit of study I've done so far on on, uh, the more extreme ones, I guess. uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe This might be just common amongst all the denominations within that religion. But it seems like they're very uh, heavily Judaistic and they seem to follow the Torah like to the T. Can you elaborate on that as well? Some of the main doctrines that the extreme... Uh, groups espouse
1: yeah a lot of them are very um, they're they're Judaizers in the way that they are still they still teach that salvation is by keeping the law uh, the Torah the laws mm. and stuff um, you know it kinda of similar to the Hebrew roots movement within Christianity uh, with emphasis on law okay. um, The the main distinction though is um they the, the black Hebrew israelites are really close uh in belief with the uh israel only i don't know if you know ever ever studied israel only but i have not israel only yeah they believe that only israel is going to be saved and uh and that the gentiles are are destined for judgment and hell hmm. that no gentiles can be saved that's only israelites.
0: Now I'm not going to jump forward to part 2 of the episode but I'm really curious as far as uh, the plan and mission of Jesus according to the whole new testament but we'll we'll save that for the second part. But what other main teachings do they hold to?
1: Um basically, I know we talked about Deuteronomy 28:68 um, that's their foundational belief, is that they are, in fact, that African Americans are, in fact, the Hebrews of the Bible. That's their main belief, that African Americans mm-hmm. are the Hebrews of the Bible. That's their main belief, mm-hmm. um, in that most of them are pretty much that they are it, salvation is exclusive to them.
0: Okay, so they're... Uh... They t- teach pretty much that only those will receive eternal life and that the rest of us will either A, be uh, condemned to eternal torment or be be enslaved by them as Edomites. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, and or both, yeah.
0: Or both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are some of their views as far as Jesus Christ is concerned? Because from looking at some of the denominations within, it seems like they don't believe Jesus is the Emmanuel.
1: Right, so... A lot, of the, a lot of the different camps, um, they don't believe in the Trinity. They believe that's a Catholic doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't believe in the deity of Christ. They don't believe that, that Christ was God in the flesh. And many of them have uh, been online. They've done debates. It's very clear that, that quite a majority of them, uh, quite a few of them, they don't believe in the deity of Christ.
0: But what's interesting, though, even among them, and you, you could look at Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Jehovah Witness, uh, LDS, it's fascinating that every major world religion still believes in the Jesus of Nazareth. So I just mm-hmm. find that fascinating. Yeah. So as far as a salvation perspective, now you were talking about them keeping the law and everything. According to their beliefs, again, sticking with the extreme denominations, how does one... If I was an African American, possibly a Hebrew, how would I obtain eternal life, or is that pretty much just guaranteed because of heritage?
1: Well, I know uh, many of them believe in that you have to keep the law. Um, some of them even go as far, like I, I've seen some of them on there, like grown men, you know, going out and getting getting circumcised as a grown man mm. because they they believe that they have to keep the law in order to have eternal life, and that they have to keep it perfectly. Um, and they, they point to certain verses in the gospels, um, where, you know, the, it uses the word perfect, um, right. in, 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 referring to certain people and they'll say, well, this person was perfect. I mean, you know, they kept the law, so it's not impossible to keep <laughs> the law. You know, they, they really don't believe that uh, many of them don't believe that it's impossible. They believe it's perfectly possible to keep the law.
0: But I'd be I'd be curious to find out, like with some of the six hundred and thirteen laws, some of them were regarding temple sacrifices. So around right, a temple. Yeah, and they, they, <laughs> yeah,
1: they, they kind of go uh, down the route of, well, you know, since we don't have a temple,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we we are excused.
0: Oh, okay. That. So that sort of. So we in, we oh, are only.
1: A... Right. So we no, actually, they believe that they are only required to keep the laws um, that they are able to keep. So any hmm. laws regarding the temple, they believe that once the temple is rebuilt,
0: they have to that
1: open. that, yeah, that they would have to keep those temple laws.
0: Yep. So. So from my understanding, if I was walking down, say, the city of Chicago, that I would probably be able to pick the black Hebrew Israelites out in a crowd pretty <laughs> easily <laughs> why? Why is that? How? How do they sort of stick out?
1: Uh, well, they'll be they'll be barking at white people walking by. Um, barking at them? One. <laughs> yeah, I say that because that's kind of their demeanor. That's uh, what they do. They they they're yelling at white people, saying, you know, you're going to be our slaves and get ready. The kingdom's coming. You know, the, stuff the like extreme, that. The extreme,
0: the extreme ones, the
1: extreme ones, right? And I don't yeah. want to lump them all together. You, you
0: right. Know. Well, that that certainly is the love of Christ, right?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> so, but. But outside of like vocal uh, victimizing people, well, they also have an appearance, right? Right. They'll have they'll have the fringes
1: on their clothes. Fringes. Um, what do the, you mean? Yeah, kind of like those little tassels that hang okay, down. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. they'll have the fringes on their clothes. They'll have their beards grown out, and you know, and things like that. They 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 are really trying their best to to keep the laws. Some of them actually, you know, and I'm not, I shouldn't make fun of them, but And so I'm going to kind of digress a little bit. But some of them will look, they dress in, like, purple and gold and things like that. And and a lot of them look pretty, to me, in my opinion, look pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm.
0: Sort of like the old uh, temple garments of the Old Testament, right?
1: Yeah, but nowhere near as elaborate as that would have been. I mean, these guys are going into, like, you know, clothing stores or whatever material stores and they're buying stuff and trying to like handcraft this stuff and you know i just anyway well that's
0: that's dedication right there i'll I'll give him that much Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much going to wrap up this first part of this black hebrew israelites uh next part next episode we're going to get more into just practical application on Russ, if you just let us know in that second episode as far as how to witness and engage them. Again, one thing as far as apologetics is concerned, and I've really had to learn and wrestle with this one myself, is apologetics and engaging people is not an intellectual or an academic pursuit it is a spiritual pursuit and so hopefully we could talk a little bit about on the next episode the second part how can we engage them for god's glory and their salvation and how can we build ourselves up to just firm our beliefs as far as knowing why black hebrew israelites is not of god and how can we articulate that clear for those that might have these questions so Ross, I want to thank you for being on uh, C4C Apologetics today. Do you have any final thoughts on anything so far?
1: Now, I just want to add to that—that um, that last thought. You know, it—we it, when you approach these people with with the truth, and you study, um, don't don't approach them to prove yourself right or to prove them wrong per se, but really, really take an interest in the person's soul,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: in their salvation, and. You know we we're all commanded to speak the truth. That's and that's great, but we're commanded to speak the truth in love. And so, if anybody out there is listening to this and you're witnessing or discussing these things with a Black Hebrew Israelite or somebody that's considering those beliefs, make sure you're praying for them. Make sure you have a heart for them and that you that you're genuinely concerned with the with the state and well-being of their soul and their relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Amen and amen. Hey, Pastor Russ, just want to thank you again for being with us today. Uh, So we thank you again for checking in and listening to this podcast. Go ahead, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Go ahead and share this channel and this episode out too because I'm almost positive not many people have looked at the Black Hebrew Israelites religion because I've studied a lot of religion, even the World Mission Society Church of God, and this has been a fairly new one for me. So I thank you for watching. Until next time, God bless.